the volume. The Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. This is why I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's America's number one sportsbook for obvious reasons. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. Fast payouts in as quick as two hours. Are you kidding me? And do you see these same game parlay bets? Not to mention the live betting. Just a gorgeous platform all the way across the board. FanDuel is making it easy for everyone to bet this season with a bunch of promotions that they will be sharing all season long on my podcast. You can't miss it. We're talking about risk-free bets, same-game parlay bets, enhanced odds, markets, and more. That's boosted odds, baby. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO. So they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 Arizona, 1-888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. All right, welcome to another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. I'm your host, Alex Monaco, and we have a familiar face fired up. A man, thanks to producer Brumley, who has joined me on many NBA live streams and on the pod once before. My man from the Action Network doing it big, Raheem Palmer. Great to see you back yeah. on Zoom, my man. Yeah, it was great to see you too, man. I see you killing it. You're doing your thing, man. It's, it's, it's great to be here. Hey, I'm just trying to get like you. You are literally a professional better. I'll never forget the time you said you're putting Toyota Corolla money, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. On I mean, games at times. Oh, yeah. I mean, at times you got to hit it big. Like, like I told everybody before, like I've had some big scores on the NBA playoffs. So hopefully we can repeat that this year. All right. So let's just kind of talk generally to our audience because i want everyone to get a little better since we're with someone who's a sharp and does this for a living we could take the nfl we could take the nba your choice but when you're breaking down your process can you can you take us into the mind of raheem palmer from your betting perspective because i know as we all know vegas was not built off winners and there's a lot of people that could get better here so take us a little bit into how you break down games and go about your process well, since we're in the NFL season, I think this is a, a good time to start. I think the NFL is a week-by-week week league. And 
you never want to over you never want to like overestimate or over adjust based on what you saw last week. So to give you a perfect example, I like the Chargers plus three and a half this week against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals come up a 41-16 win over Pittsburgh Steelers. But if you look at the look-ahead line, they put out these look-ahead lines a week in advance. What was this line? Bengals minus one and a half. So what happens in that week? The, The Chargers lose to the Broncos. The Bengals blow out the Steelers. Are these teams that much different? Two weeks ago, the the Bengals, they gave up 34 points to the Jets, and they lost outright. They gave up 41 points to the Browns the week after that, and they lost outright in that game as well. So you never want to over-adjust for what you saw last week because if you go back even further, you saw that these teams are one thing. So at plus three and a half, you're getting some value on the Chargers. And I think that's a good thing. A good thing to do is look at the look-ahead lines from the previous week and what the lines were, and then compare them to what you see, see this week. And that'll okay, but tell let me you. Just, let me just throw a push back a little on that because I'm about to go on TV and talk about how I'm leaning bangles on this. And I, I'm looking at this. Okay, let me just play a little, you know, little sports radio debate here. All right, the Bengals have put up 30 points in five of their last six, and the Chargers have dropped five of their last six against the spread. Now, I know they're good on the road against the spread. They are. They're five and two in their last seven on the road. But – this is a team that hasn't covered on field turf in the last four either. This is this is a SoFi Jerry's World type establishment. Herbert on the road with the weather. I, I just, for me, I'm looking at that number. I'm like, the Bengals are cooking, and this is a bottom five rush D2 in the Chargers. You saw what Mixon did to the Steelers last week. That is true. This is a bottom five rush defense. But I think the one thing that you want to look at when it comes to this game is that the Bengals, they have some struggles on defense, too. They're 16th in football outsiders DVOA, but when you look at their schedule, they play just the 27th break schedule of opposing offenses. So this Chargers offense is going to be the best offense that they face. And then you also mentioned the weather. One of the things about the weather is you got to have the arm strength. Who has the bigger arm talent? That would be Justin Herbert. So he's going to be able to cut through this wet weather a lot better than, than Joe Burrow can. And then also another thing when it comes to this game, the the Bengals don't really blitz that well. So one of the ways in which Justin Herbert struggles is against the blitz, which is something that the Broncos do. So, but the Bengals not blitzing, he should be able to pick this team apart. So I just think when you look at that look ahead line at, at plus one and a half, and it goes to plus three and a half, you're getting two points of value just based on what we saw last week. No. Okay. All right. So let's shift to this. What would you say then? The biggest, I know you mentioned, it is a week-to-week league. From a rookie perspective, mm-hmm. trying to get better for people out there, what's the biggest mistake people make will stay on the NFL for, for rookie betters that where they're just getting their, their utility bill money taken left, right, and everywhere? I think the biggest mistake people make when it comes to the NFL is, it, like I said before, it's really looking at last week. People look at the results of last week and say, okay, this team – blew this team out last week, I'm going to go back that. And it's, it's just, you don't want to, you, you never want to have recency bias because recency bias will kill you in the NFL. And then I also think a lot of times you want to look at some of these games in which the public is on heavy. The NFL is the one sport in which the public has their say. So if you look at this week, what are some of the biggest public favorites? The 49ers, the Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals. 
What else? Um, the no, you're right. I'm seeing 80% of the money on the Bengals, man. You are literally – you're talking sharp side, and I'm talking Joe side. Okay, let me ask you this because I listen to Chad, uh, your boss, and Colin, my boss, talk a lot in terms of betting. And Chad will mention how Vegas will purposely overinflate the lines to attract the rookie bettors like, oh, my gosh. Seven oh, yeah. points. There's no way that's that. That means the Vikings have to cover. Not doing the research, realizing that the Lions actually have six covers this year, above 500 against the spread, even though they're winless. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Like a lot of times, and you'll you'll see it all the time. What these sports books do is, you know, like I think there's a misconception that these sports books want to have equal action. They they're comfortable gambling on each side because they're getting plus 110 on each side. They're not getting minus 110 where they have to win 52.38% of the time. They're getting plus 110 where they literally can win. What is it? What's the percentage? If they win, what is it? Like 48% of the time, they're they're getting plus money on each side. So they could say, you know, we're going to bump this up a point. Like you look at that Broncos Chiefs game. The Chiefs haven't covered as a favorite nearly ever. Like for the they last covered, year. They haven't covered it back to back since last year. Yeah. Him. So it's like my model actually makes that game closer to seven, and then they're forcing you to lay 10. So let me shift to this. What would you say the most underrated thing that you do in your process that's not talked about enough? I know there's there's week to week. Of course, there's early line movement and looking ahead. There's public money versus sharp money, but is there something underrated in your process you could share without giving away too much? Because I know you're going mathematical over there as well. Okay, the, the best thing you can do is to bet early. That's the number one thing you can do. I actually just put out a video for NBA, like my top picks, my, my, my top tips on how to bet the NBA. And it applies to the NFL too. You always want to bet early because that's when the market is the most inefficient. So but what happens like me when I'm on Miami and then Jimmy Butler's a late scratch and then Jokic is all of a sudden to go and I'm a sucker for swallowing the points in Miami. Next thing you know, Jokic is popping bottles and sell peeps. That, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes you're going to get caught out there. But because yeah, NFL, NFL, you'll get caught less. NFL, you'll get caught less. But for the most part, if you're if, if you, like, look at let's look at some of these lines this week. The Dallas Cowboys. That was four and a half the other day. You could have got that at four and a half. Now it's six. Or you look at the Indianapolis Colts. That line opened seven. If you had bet the opener, you could have got seven. Now it's 10. So you wanna you you don't want to wait until game time to try to get some of these best best of the number when you could just bet the opening line and then like our another example, San Francisco 49ers. If you bet that Monday night, you could have got minus two and a half. Now we're looking at three and a half threes, three minus 20. So betting early and picking off those early numbers before the, the sharp syndicates get to it, that's the best thing that you could possibly do. And talk to me just a little bit about the numbers. How often will you go on a game and then move off it when it goes from two and a half to three and a half or six and a half to seven and a half or even nine and a half to ten and a half? Oh, I, I, like I, I go off of all the time because a lot of times I'm trying to middle games. Like, so, like, sometimes, like, I'll, I'll bet a game, and it'll move, and I'll, I, I know that I have the best of it, and I, I really like the position. So, let's just say I bet the Colts. I'm probably not getting off that position with it moving to 10 because the Texans aren't really a great team. 
the, the Colts probably have one of the best point differentials in the AFC. They should be able to go out there and blow out the Texans. But when I look at the San Francisco 49ers, I actually grabbed the two and a half. But they're missing Debo Samuel. They could be missing Fred Warner. They could be missing Drake, Drake Greenlaw. At plus three and a half, I might get off this position and try to middle it. So it's like a real case-by-case basis. And is that same approach with the NBA? For example, I was on the Celtics money line. This airs Friday, so that was a Wednesday game. And you were on the not the Sixers with the points. Both of us caught a W, two and a half, three-point spread. Do you do the same thing in NBA where you'll take the points and the money line favorite if it's like less than 150 juice? I'm not really middling in as much as NBA. Like, I think the only time I'm really middling is if, let's just say I took a – a favorite before the game and then I'm watching in game and I can get a team at plus 10 or plus 11. Like I think um, during the NBA finals, I was able to hop in and get the bucks at like plus 13 at some point, knowing that they would come back. So I'll do stuff like that. But in the NBA, like two, one or two points is only a couple of possessions. Like, and you, you can cover that with free throws fouls at the end of the game. So I don't, I don't really want to get into a habit of trying to middle a couple of different points. All right. So you have been so money, so on the ball that you have been kicked out from multiple sports books, Raheem. I got, I got to get a little Chris Berman two minute drill on the how sharp you have to be to them saying, you know what? I'm sorry. We're no longer not comping you here. You got to see yourself out. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I think these days when it, when it comes to the legal books, as long if you're betting heavy, I don't think, I don't even think you got to be that sharp. Like some of these books, and I don't want to say which one, some of these books are actually putting up bad numbers. And if you're t- attacking them early, you're constantly beating the closing line. Like my friend, Cap- Captain Jack, he told me this story about he, he knows this guy who he would bet the Yankees every single day, every single day. And he would bet them at night. And because the Yankees are a public team, the line would always move. So if, if he goes on a run where the Yankees are killing it 10 in a row, the sports book thinks this guy's the sharpest guy on the planet because he's always beating the closing line. So they're limiting guys like that. Now. It's, it's really, it's a tough business. And for you, will you, I've heard this before from Sharps, you'll look for the best line, of course, but do you have your favorite spots? Like, do you have a process where you'll go and you don't have to give up sports books by any means, but will you have your order of, all right, I already know, you know, FanDuel, we're team FanDuel over here, but FanDuel has a little better than DraftKings. I mean, being from Action Network, you get to see, especially in that Action Network Pro app, all of the value from all the different shops. Talk a little bit about the value from shopping, you know, just like for the best kicks, the best number. Well, I think, I think, the big thing when it comes to that is that you kind of have to recognize who is the clientele of each sportsbook. So when you look at FanDuel and DraftKings, they're going to get more of the recreational better. You look at a book like Circa, they're going to get more professional better. So I give you an example. Right now, Circa just moved to, to minus one on the Raiders game. Everybody else is sitting at plus two and a half on that same game. There's so a what lot does that of, tell you then from a sharp perspective? That's telling you that there's sharp money all over the Washington football team right now. And you see some of the other books right now. Look, you see 66% of the, the people on the Raiders right now. So the public's betting the Raiders. 
but Circle, who's getting more sharp money, they know we got to move this number because we, we're going to get hit by sharps on the Washington football team. Darren Wallace not playing this week. Now, how can you look at a line and get a little blues clue? How can you get a tip? Because sometimes they're in there. Sometimes and oftentimes we're out thinking the room. But can you give us a little veteran mindset into just looking at a number and saying, all right, why did Vegas put this number here? And are they trying to hustle us or get us to overthink ourselves? Hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a good example for this. I think this is this is a tough one because I th- everything is just such a case by case basis. I wish there was there was one this week that kind of just set me off. Um. Um. Okay. Philadelphia Eagles plus seven. And, I think it opened seven and a half. Everybody knows that's inflated. The Eagles have not. They haven't been a seven point favorite the entire year. They've been rolling. But it's like, we all know you look at seven and a half. That's way too high for the Philadelphia Eagles. And you see it got bet down. You see the public's probably on the Eagles, but that line got bet down to six and a half. So it's like a lot of times they're just adding an extra point or two to a lot of these big favorites and trying to get you to, to bet into it. And I think one, one of the things you, you got to try to do is you got to look at what has this spread been before? And I think that's 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 the big way to, to, to understand when you're stepping into a track. The NFL playoff race is heating up and you can make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, all customers get a $10 parlay bet bonus. Just place $20 in same-game parlay bets and get a $10 bonus, regardless of if your bets win or lose. I got a same-game parlay for you. Bengals hosting the Chargers. Give me the Bengals. I'll swallow the points. The Chargers 1-5 against the spread in their last six. They're 0-4 against the spread in their last four games on field turf. They're a long way from SoFi, people. And listen to this. Joe Burrow and the Bengals offense have scored 30 points or more in five of their past six games. And I'll take in the same game parlay, Joe Mixon over the rushing yards amount. Come on, do you see what this man did to the Steelers? He was hurting grown man failings with that Madden stiff arm. I'll take it plus money, little same game parlay all day. This is why I love betting on all the NFL action with FanDuel Sportsbook. The ease of use. It's easy to register, easy to deposit, easy to find your bet. The live betting. What a phenomenal option as you're seeing trends that you like. My friends use it. They love betting on America's number one sportsbook. And fast withdrawals. When you win, FanDuel pays you in as little as two hours. And don't get me started on the odds boosts and specials every single day. There's no feeling like nailing a same-game parlay bet, so lock in yours today on FanDuel Sportsbook and make every moment more. New to FanDuel Sportsbook? Sign up today with promo code MONACO to also receive a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code MONACO so they know I sent you. Disclaimer. 
21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max bonus $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee, visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Now, this, of course, airs on Friday, so yesterday's news with Saints, Cowboys, but we'll take another one. These primetime dogs getting points at home. Do you have any philosophies with that? Another one would be the Seahawks hosting, getting three and a half against the Niners. Do you have any rules like divisional rivalry, home dogs, same thing with the Niners hosting the Rams the other day, other week rather, sucker bet if you were on the Rams, sharp side was on the Niners. It's very hard though to wrap your head around a team that had been struggling in the Niners and what you would say is a better Rams roster, but you're getting points. So do you have any philosophy with that? Either primetime dogs with points or just rivalries where you're getting them. You know, I actually don't have that philosophy anymore because I think when you look like, look at NFL, look at home field advantage, home field advantage is worth almost nothing now in the NFL. So you look at five years ago, a primetime dog would be like the best spot in the world or a home dog would be the best spot in the world. But you got road teams killing it now. So I think that's a, a philosophy that I think is a little bit outdated. I think you really got to actually really handicap the matchup. And if you look at that, that Rams and 49ers game specifically. Matthew Stafford is hurt. He hasn't played well in, in a couple of weeks. The week before that, he threw three interceptions against the Titans. And I don't think the public necessarily adjusted to who Matthew Stafford was. And I got caught slipping as well. I took the, the Rams against the, the Packers because we, I thought Matthew Stafford, would, he had a week to get healthy. He clearly wasn't healthy. That's well said. All right, let's get you out of here with a couple more questions. Do you have an all-time gambling story, win or lose? Something that you like when you get asked on a pod or a show or someone comes up to you, an all-time win, an all-time L. I feel like I've asked you before. Yeah, I, I gave you the Raptor story already. Um, that's right. That's right. That's did, right. did I tell you? Did, did I tell you the Nets story? The Nets Bucks series. Give me the Nets Bucks. Let's go. So I, I mean, like this was a really big series. Probably a, a giant series for me. Um, this is last year's. Yeah, last year. So, so it's a seven. I took I took the Brooklyn Nets in Game Five, the, the game in which Kevin Durant went off. I had ten thousand dollars on that game, and then I came back. And I put 15 on the Bucks to win the series down 3-2. No way. Yeah. That so is the, insanity. So I'm like, you know what? I'm in Philly. Brooklyn's a couple hours away. I'm going to game seven. I went to game seven. And Let's I'm actually go. I'm sitting right behind Travis Scott. And I'm sitting right next to Emmanuel Sanders. And I put another 10,000 on um, the Milwaukee Bucks to win the series. Did you tell Travis or Emmanuel you dropped another 10 rack? Oh, yeah. I, I was there. I was there bragging. I'm like, yo, I got I like, like everybody around me is rooting for Brooklyn. I'm the only person in the area. And actually, I have a, I have a picture up. I think I posted it the other day when I was telling the story. 
Um, but I was the only person there rooting for the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Bucks went out there and got it done for me. And it was like probably one of probably one of the greatest moments of the year. That is insanity. All right. I could talk to you all day. I'll get you out of here with this. Do you have a best bet for me for this weekend's games or an article you want to plug, something you talked about earlier in the week that's valuable that we could all get better from? All right, we're going to go with the Washington football team plus two and a half. I think this is this is a really sharp play. I also want to give out a, a two-team teaser. We're going with the Minnesota Vikings. We're going to tease that down from seven to a pick and we're going to take that with the New England Patriots. Tease that up to plus nine or plus eight and a half. That total is being steamed down to plus 43 because the weather's really tough. There's going to be some snow. So the Patriots should be able to get it within the number. But I like those two the best. And then also I like the Chargers as well. Oh, I love it. Do you really think six straight wins, six straight covers that the Patriots can run the table in the AFC? Or is this just lightning in a bottle right now? There's, there's, some, there's some sharp guys against me on the Bills. But I, I like the Patriots in this spot. When I look at the Patriots, to me, they struggle with run defense. The Bills can't run the ball. The Patriots have – they've generated 17 turnovers over the last six games. Josh Allen, love him to death, but he's returning the ball over so much. I think Belichick's going to put together his own defense. He's going to make this guy drive down the field in bad weather. I don't think he can do it. I think at the bare minimum, the Patriots covered this teaser, but I think they might even win this game outright. I think that the AFC East is going to continue to go through the Patriots. Let's go, Raheem Palmer. I hope you have your pads and pens out when you're listening. I just got better. I know people listening just did. I appreciate you. As always, please plug where we can find you on Twitter and all things action. ActionNetwork.com, Raheem Palmer. For all my articles, you can check me out on Twitter. That's D-J-R-T-O-D-A-I-Z-Z-A. That's D-J-R to the Izzy. For those who don't know, I used to be a DJ. I worked at Rap Nation. I was on the turntable. I went on tour, stuff like that. So that's where you can find me. The man on the turntables in real life and on the ones and twos at the <laughs> sports book. Spinning dobies. I appreciate you, Raheem. Thanks for coming no, on. Come on again anytime. No doubt, man. Salute to you, man. Congratulations on the show. I'm so proud of you, man. Hey, thank you so much. No doubt. The Volume.